0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus came onto the scene against the backdrop of a world that whispers, if not out loud, screams at us, You're no good! Linda Ronstadt made a hit song from that phrase. You're no good, you're no good, you're no good, baby, you're no good. And with respect to the way the lyricist may have been treated by the subject of that phrase, the song may have it right. There's a lot about the way we tend to live our lives and treat one another that really is not good at all. But Jesus, Jesus comes along to cast a contrasting perspective. Instead of spilling the you're no good chum often espoused by the religious leadership in those days, only to then devour the people's sense of self with imposed guilt, Jesus approaches people fishing and invites them into a new paradigm, a new way of, of seeing and experiencing life. In essence, Jesus, I'd like to think, says you're a great catch. You're a great catch. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. Minding their business, literally their fishing business, assumingly hard-working individuals for their families, Simon, And his brother Andrew, and further along the waterfront, James and John, drop everything in response to a simple invitation to follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Nothing in Jesus's tone indicated anything of the common sentiment you're no good. It wasn't there. Nothing in what Jesus said and the approach he took to the fishermen to feel as though made them feel as though they were failures and, and had a lot that they needed to do in order to get back into God's good graces. No, they would have been used to hearing that sort of messaging from their religious leaders and from the occupying Romans of their time in that you're no good kind of world. Perhaps that's why these first Disciples responded to this calling by Jesus so swiftly. Have you ever thought about that? Would you respond immediately as they did? Indeed, Jesus made them feel perhaps for once in their lives that they themselves were a great catch. Jesus reeled them in with a phrase, that they had not considered before, or thought possible. And who doesn't want and desire that sense about ourselves to be thought of as a great catch? You probably do. Well, Jesus convinced these four and and lots of others afterward as he began his public ministry that this, this paradigm of goodness, based in love, was truly consistent with the ways of God you're a great catch. Indeed. And isn't that the phrase that any one of us longs to hear? Well, according to Jesus, you are that. You are a great catch. Paul's letter to the Corinthians drives home this notion, which otherwise try to arrive at we try to arrive at through the relationships that we establish throughout our lives, the, the, the wealth that we accumulate, the time that we spend, all of that as the measure to define the meaning of life and purpose for living is chasing after wind. It's Jesus who then redefines who we are in the eyes of God and what we ought to be about as God's beloved. You're a great catch is the way he starts it. I'm a great catch. Let's say both of those phrases together and and look around you at your neighbors as you're doing it. You're a great catch. I'm a great catch. Do it again. You're a great catch. I'm a great catch. Can I get an amen? amen? There we go. I'll give it to you. Now, of course, the challenging part is to believe that. Is to believe that you are a great catch. And to live it. To live what you believe. Here's the possible snag or kink in the line if you're a fisherman. In the back of our minds is always this looming question Why would God think anything good of me, let alone that I'm a great catch? You see, we're so, we're so conditioned by the you're no good messaging that we've heard and experienced over the course of our lifetime. Admittedly, many of you were groomed by pastors and Sunday school teachers and leaders in the churches in which you grew up as children facing this judgmental, scrutinizing, and and punishing nature of God, fist-pounding on the pulpit, messaging that said, You're no good. May I remind you of the word God spoke at the end of each day of creation? You might know the word. After God created all that there is, each and every component in it, God said, it is good. How have we gotten so far away from that as to believe that we're no good? But what we have tended to hear from the messaging throughout our lives is that you're no good. And that scars us, let's be honest cuts us deep shapes who we are and how we feel about ourselves and furthermore about one another but that's not what jesus says that's not even close to what jesus says not even close to any proclamation that jesus brings into jesus's life and to his followers in fact Any proclamation or religious messaging which tries to convince you otherwise than that you're a great catch is not honest. And indeed, it's not true to God's word. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. I didn't make that up. It's right there in your gospel. Proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The work, the Greek word for repent, metanoit, could mean encouragement to change your point of reference. We repent. We change our point of reference. You're a great catch. I'm a great catch. Let's do it. You're a great catch. I'm a great catch. That's the paradigm paradigm into which we are called to live our lives. And that's the perspective from which we engage our place in this world and pursue our purpose through relationships, steward of what we have, and the general attitude we carry with us wherever we go and with whom we encounter any time, any place in our lives. You're a great catch. I'm a great catch. Now, we don't have to know why God likes us so much. (laughs) Don't spend too much time there, friends. We don't need to comprehend how a God so magnificent as to have the power to create all that there is would give two hoots about me or you. In fact, God does, and trying to comprehend such magnitude of love, such exorbitance of grace, and, and to make sense of God's generosity before we believe it and act on it and trust it could get us into the same kind of trouble it got Jonah. Into which, when Jonah couldn't wrap his brain and his heart around why God would be so generous to this people called the Ninevites, whom Jonah hated, by the way, those horrible wretches, as Jonah often called them, Oh, if Jonah could have known the lyrics to the song that we love, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a... Jonah couldn't fathom it. And like Jonah, we may never fully understand the depth of God's grace. But that doesn't make it any less magnificent. Jesus happened upon fishermen who had been told their whole lives that they were no good and spoke to them from a contrasting paradigm, you're a great catch. That's the same grace-filled paradigm and messaging spoken to you and to me today. You're a great catch, I'm a great catch. Let's do it again. You're a great catch, I'm a great catch. Look around you when you say it. You're a great catch, I'm a great catch. So let's follow Jesus away from what we've been conditioned about ourselves, right? That you're no good. Instead, let's pursue life in Jesus' grace-filled paradigm where we are invited to follow me, he says. Let's follow Jesus together because you're a great catch. I'm a great catch, and we want the world to know it. We want the world to know it to know it. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you fish for people. Thanks be to God. Amen.